Welcome to No Queries, the podcast about everything data. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi. Hello. Yeah, so so first, for new people, we usually do background and, and why why you like the data. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Kiwi, or Nate. Um, I don't actually have a job in programming or data. Uh, I do have a master's in data analytics for my daytime job, I guess you could call it. I... Um, I've been in the Marine Corps for the last 16 and a half years, so that's where I'm at for my background. Uh, The reason why I'm into data, uh, I just find it incredibly interesting. Uh, One of my favorite, um, on ESPN, there was an Elias Says, it came out weekly, and it would have crazy stuff. It would be like, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins races two days after it rains at the local, uh, you know, at the at the course and i was learning crazy stuff about like (laughs) cricket and things because it'd be it'd be like you know so and so always gets 36 runs the day after his birthday and so like stuff like that i always found incredibly interesting um unfortunately it's no longer uh an article that ESPN does, but it was done by the uh, the Elias Sports Bureau, which did all kinds of like statistics and stuff like that. Probably my favorite part of sports is just the random like when they come up with stats on the screen and it's just something totally off the wall. Yeah, like the, the Elias says thing, it was just like, you know, it'd be like, you know, left-handed pitchers pitch, you know, have more strikeouts on Tuesdays, like immediately following like uh, a locust swarm attack. You know, crazy stuff like that. Which is like, I think that's why sports is interesting is they probably have the most like collected, they collect everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, there, there's a lot of, um, yeah, I, I think we think of baseball as being one of the first, you know, we, we have Moneyball, the book, and then the movie with Brad Pitt, all about sabermetrics and using uh, data to you know figure out who to draft. Um, I think it was the Penguins, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins had the first where they would actually come down with data in between periods and be like, you know, you know, Sidney Crosby's shooting more from the right-hand side, but that right-hand side's where the, the goalie's making more shots. So, you know, try to push Sydney to push from the, the left side and shoot from the left circle. You know, so they're actually using data to try and like make plays and, and yeah. push players to do different things. Which is crazy. Cause like you're for companies that are like, they don't record the most out. Like who made, who made the sale? Oh, we have no idea. We don't record that. And then sports teams are tracking air traffic from three cities over yeah, exactly. <laughs> for reasons. Yeah. So today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about Kind of uh, personal projects with data, because that's what Kiwi loves doing. So what are you working on currently? Yeah, so I just, um, so, so one of the things I'm doing is I'm, I'm teaching myself uh, web design, mostly front-end design for right now. So using JavaScript, JavaScript, CSS, and HTML. And one of the things I was doing was I was, uh, the NHL actually has a, uh, an API that contains like all the all the data about uh, games. So you could go in and you could find out like, I went back to see if there's ever been a game on my birthday or a game on Eric's birthday or there haven't been on either of our birthdays, by the way, uh, summer. or I can go back and find out when my kid, uh, you know, what teams played when my kid was born, uh, you know, interesting things like that. So they have an API for that. So what I was doing was I was building a web page that you could actually go in, you could click and you could say, you know, this is the, the month that I want to search. It would come up and show you the games and then you could click on that game. What I ultimately would like to do is I would like to be able to have you, you know, click on shots and it would come up with where all the shots came from on the 
on the ice and have like a heat map to show like where the most was. So then I started looking at uh, utilizing Python and I'm using uh, Jupyter Notebooks and creating my own Python library that touches the NHL API to draw the data from the specific games. One of the things it doesn't have for you because uh, it's updated uh, real time with the game as it's played. Uh, so they have a section for players on the ice, but that players on the ice is only for the current current play. So if they have a new play that you lose that data. So originally I had made a script that would touch the API every five seconds while a game was being played, but you had to start it before the game started. And then you were also touching that API every five seconds. And while they don't have an API key, uh, I didn't really want to be hitting their server every five seconds. It didn't seem right. Right. Uh, um, so there's actually the NHL.com has an HTML reports page that uh, actually puts out all the plays to a single, essentially, uh, a PDF version of every play in the game. But more importantly, it lists out the players that were on the ice for that um, that play. So I wrote a script that basically hits the API, pulls all the game data, because uh, what that game data has it is it has coordinates for where all the plays. So if there's a hit, it'll record uh, who the hitter was, who got hit, and where on the ice that hit occurred. And then you can look at the HTML report and it, you can pull the on ice data. So you can figure out, you know, are there more hits when Mark Messier was on the ice or are there less hits when Mark Messier is on the ice? Obviously, 20 years ago when Mark Messier was playing, but uh, you know, you, you could pull that data, or you could pull, you know, the NHL API has left-handedness and right-handedness, so you could go in and say, you know, the ultimate goal is to to build a database where I could go in and be like, uh, is Nathan McKinnon a better face-off against left-handed or right-handed players? You know, it is somebody a better face-off at the beginning of a period? or at the end of a period, at the beginning of a game, or the end of a game. Mm -hmm. uh, and you could pull data like that. But the, the real problem is, is that I'm working through right now, is they have a, a play ID. The play ID is synced uh, within the, the game itself, and then every game has its own game ID. So that would be an easy way to database it. But the issue is, is play ID does not match the HTML reports and the API. They're a little bit off because there are certain plays that don't get recorded in the HTML report that don't get sorted, that don't get that get recorded, sorry, in the API. So I have to write a script that will marry them up mm -hmm. uh, so that they, you know, I get the right player data. Uh, so that's what I'm working through uh, at the moment. How are you... How are you comparing comparing them to get the same match? Uh, so I am comparing them based off of the play type, which I actually had to write a Python dictionary because the in the HTML report they use a three letter abbreviation for the play type. Mm -hmm. But in the okay. uh, API, it's like a full like instead of you know face off is FAC in the HTML report, but it's face off. Yeah, so you need to make like a lookup to match them. Yeah, so I made a, a lookup that matches it. And then the other thing I did was I was like, well, you know, what if there are multiple hits right after each other? So I compare the event type, I compare what period it was in, and I compare uh, what time in the period it was. Because I figured, you know, with those three items, the chances of accidentally having a play mm -hmm. that didn't actually match up and getting bad uh, player on ice data was pretty minimal. So that's 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 how I'm matching up the two in order to to join the two tables essentially. That makes sense. Let's go back to the the building your own library. What does that entail? So basically, I'm building. Uh, so the 
I'm building my own functions and I'm placing them in a library. So one, so that I could use them for other things if I wanted to. Uh, and two, I can uh, basically clean up my my Jupyter notebook a little bit so that I don't have you know 40 lines of code that do one function, but I might want to call that function multiple times. So instead of having that function in my Jupyter notebook, I have it in my own little module that I then load in. So in, and in theory, I could load that that module up to, what is it? The PyPill, the Python public, whatever it stands for. Uh, and other people could take that as well. Or like I could pass it to you and you could use the same function. So I'm trying to you know have good documentation, um, which uh, I use uh, VS Code to do all my coding. Uh, and it's pretty cool to type in your function and then have like the information that you typed up, the little like help box, mm-hmm. you know, pops up with, you know, this is the information. This is what the function does. Kind of excited about that in like a, in a weird nerdy kind of way. Yep. So when you're done, when you, when you have it all working, like what is your deployment method? Are you gonna like, how, how does this run through your, the website you're building? Um, so that is a part that I haven't actually gotten to yet. So I think I could do it a couple of ways. I, I could uh, create a, basically a CSV file that I could then upload, uh, but that's going to be, you know, the size of that CSV file is obviously going to be pretty significant depending on how many games that you have. So the other option would be is create that module and use Flask, which is the Python. It's a API builder, right? But it's a, it's a server framework. So then I can have it come back and I can, you know, it can touch yeah, it's it's basically the 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 Python version of React. Okay. Yeah. So instead of building this in JavaScript, because uh, I wanted to be able to use some of the elements um, of Python, so like Beautiful Soup, uh, Pandas, Numpy, uh, some of those modules, because I felt like they I would be able to do better data analysis and data mm-hmm. um, visualization with those modules, which you know I I've been able to to do some visualization, like, you know, right now in, in the JavaScript HTML I built, you can click on a game and you can click on play types and it will pop up with, you know, little X's on the, on the ice, but you can't like click on one of those X's and have it pop up with, you know, who was, who, who did the shot, who blocked the shot, you know, who was on the ice at the time. Right now the X's are just color coded to the, the color, the primary and secondary colors of the team uniform. Um, just so you can kind of denote like who was the main the main culprit, if you will, uh, on the ice. But you really can't, data analytics-wise, you really can't glean a whole lot uh, from that information. Because, like, you know, when you when you click on the hits button, all the hits are on the side of the rink for oh, obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that the, makes sense. Sometimes there's a good open ice hit, uh, a Stevens hit. Yeah, a little, a little, a little Scott Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't really glean a whole lot, and I'd like to be able to, you know, there's a the Corsi number is you know one of the things I'd like to be able to like build a function to you, know, you pick a player, you pick a game, and it'll give you the Corsi number, which is supposed to be, you know, the the Corsi number is a better better way to visualize in a number a player's contribution to the team. So instead of a plus minus, which is has been a pretty traditional uh, statistic for hockey players, you know. 
they get a positive point if a goal is scored while they're on the ice. They get a negative point if the other team scores while they're on the ice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you'll you'll hear like, oh, this player is a plus 38, which means that, you know, he was on the ice for 38 more goals that his team scored than the other team. So the Corsi number factors in like how many shots that person took, how many shots were taken while that player was on the ice, how many goals, how many assists were done while that player was on the ice, the ice time. Yeah. You know, and, they, and they go and look at that because, you know, um, I, f- I forget what the basketball one is called, but basketball does it in two different numbers and they have like an offensive score and a defensive score. And it was always interesting to me because, uh, you know, LeBron James considered, you know, one of the, the greatest basketball players of all time. Uh, I don't want to get into the, gar- the argument of greatest of all time or not, because I don't want you to get hate mail, but his offensive number is like off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So like the offensive capability that LeBron J- James brings to his team is tremendous. But then when you look at his defensive number, it's in the negatives. It's like garbage. He, he doesn't bring anything like super defensive to the team. Right. And I always found that, that interesting that a player that you know is considered you know one of the best really only brings an offensive capability to the team and it's other players who have to pick up the defensive side. So that's what yeah. Yeah, I'd like to be able to have somebody like come into the application and click on, you know, Sidney Crosby and find out, you know, I want to know what Sidney Crosby's Corsi number was for this game as compared to say his Corsi number for his entire career. And the app the right. app would so do like, that for you. And then you could figure out like if it changes between teams or other defensive yeah. players to see who who brings his like, number down. You know, the the API data has, you know, game time. So you could find out like, okay, play three of the second period occurred at this date time group. And you could see that like, all right, you know, Sidney Crosby has a much better Corsi rating on Thursdays than he does Wednesdays, or his Corsi rating is always mm-hmm. half a point lower on the second game of, of a back-to-back. Information like that is always super interesting. The, the one thing I, I wish the API had or, or the HTML report was, so it will tell you, uh, so you, I can get the coordinates for a play. I can get uh, for shots. It will tell you how far away the shot was. Uh, which you could get from the coordinates anyway, but what it doesn't give you is it doesn't give you where on the net it was shot. So you you Ooh, couldn't you yeah, couldn't go in be... and be like, all right, you know, Philip Grubauer makes ninety seven percent saves glove side high, but he only makes seventy two percent saves you know stick side high. And so like that that would be the type type of like game game information that mm-hmm. you would want because then you could tell players like you know do you know when you shoot shoot stick high on Philip Grubauer or whatever it is, you know, right. Which is essentially what, you know, these players are doing when they, you know, when you hear about them studying game tape or whatever, they're looking to see like, okay, this, this player stutter steps anytime he's about to run a, you know, a hook route in football or something. But like, it would just be more, more statistical analysis of it rather than sort of a, you know, reviewing tapes and that kind of thing. And I think, um, like, uh, The Amazon, the AWS actually powers all the data for uh, Formula One. Mm -hmm. And so Formula One, like the data they'll give you is like, all right, this guy's in first, this guy's in second. We are expecting the guy in second to be in a situation to be in the fight to pass the guy in the first. And we expect that to happen in six laps. And we anticipate this difficulty for doing the pass. (laughs) It's it's incredible um, because they factor in like 
temperature of the the track, temperature of the tires, air temperature, how fast they're going. Like they have data from the tires that they've been running during the free practices and the qualifying to be able to figure out like, okay, this is the this is the time that we expect each lap to take. This is how long the race is going to take. You know, this is how fast they've been going. They have GPS data, they have air data, wind data, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and as far as I know, that the the recent season information isn't isn't released, but you also don't have car data either. And AWS is hooked into that as well, so they're they're picking up like engine data and actual speed data and all kinds of things. It's it's incredible. Have you considered um, like deploying the web web app or whatever on AWS? Like- uh, I have not. I mean, I, I've thought about it um, since I'm still learning. Because you know, I'm, I'm trying to teach myself mm-hmm. all of this. I, I haven't really got to that point yet. Um, you know, I recently changed all my. You know, I built a little website for myself with a you know a resume and you know, like your standard like hello, my name is Kiwi and I am this. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I had it as just regular HTML CSS, and I recently switched it, everything over to React. So now it's just a kind of a big React app. Um, yeah, so it would be nice to be able to you know have a link to all right, go to my NHL and this is my NHL. Yeah, you know, basically building myself a little portfolio. Yeah, you know, trying to trying to show. Yeah, I think that's that's what I would do if in your case, I'd probably build it locally and and everything, and then once I kind of got it up and working where I liked it, try to get it onto a cloud platform just to practice like setting that up and you know learning the ins and outs of like AWS or Google yeah. or Azure. I think it'd be a fun yeah, project. Right now it's just, it's just hosted on a, yeah, it's just hosted on GitHub right now is where my, where my page is hosted. So. Cause you could then probably, probably set it up there and on like AWS and then probably bring in other things where you can maybe get some of the extra data um, if it's out there and just grab other things and add to your data yeah. set. Uh, Cause it, you know, that thing just looking at like, Instead of using a CSV, using a database, but then you know doing the database architecture, which I think you've talked about in a previous episode, or at least on the the YouTube channel, talked oh, about yeah, definitely you know, talking about uh, data architecture and figuring out like because you know I would want to have data for each play, probably a table for each uh, for all the games, data for all the plays. I need a table for all the players, um, and and they already have all that information linked. You could probably ingest all like the outputs of files too and just, just store files on there too for yep. historical data. You know, if it runs for a bit, it would start to get pretty, pretty large data set. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that then that's a question of is, you know, it's, do I want the database or do I just want to ping the API and the HTML report? Right. So, like when you pick a game, you know, do I want to pull that game down from a database that I've built or do I want to just mm-hmm. utilize the database that already exists for that API and just, you know, and use that instead. I don't know. I mean, it kind of all depends. Even now, like a lot of times you're just hitting an API anyway to get your data from a data store. So whether it's a data store you own or somebody else's owns, doesn't necessarily matter. And I think since it's, yeah, that that NHL API. There's a, there's a couple pages like the NHL doesn't. So it's it's free to hit that API. There's no key requirement. Um, so I you know I think if if people started hitting it more, they might put it behind an API key. But it also yeah. means there isn't a whole lot of documentation because I don't, I don't think the NHL is expecting anybody to like hit that API a whole lot. Uh, so, the, so the documentation <laughs> yeah. I have is mostly just me fiddling around in the API. But there's also a couple of good uh, some GitHub repositories of people who, that have already done the fiddling. And so that's where I'm getting a lot of like, okay, if I want to hit monthly data, this is what the, you know, the website that I, or the web address I need to type in or get play, player data or anything like that. So 
Uh, so what would be like your dream vision for this? Like what, what do you think would be the coolest thing you could make it do? I'm thinking like in terms of like fantasy league stuff of being able to predict uh, like player performance in upcoming yes, games and absolutely. stuff. That would be, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the dream, let's be honest, the dream would be getting picked up by an NHL team to just do it. Like, the season, <laughs> right? like yeah, becoming their, yeah, the, their, their data, data person. person. Like, the only the only thing better than that would be the guy who gets to drive the Zamboni around in between periods. Why not both? Okay, though that that would be amazing. That would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our our company statistician on the yeah, Zamboni exactly, tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just hit start. I just hit start on the Python <laughs> script, and then I hop on the Zamboni to do the ice. Yeah, yeah. but I I think you know if you could because I think. You know, I've I've tried doing fantasy hockey before, and it's rough because you know there's there's 82 games a season for all the teams. It's not like football mm-hmm. where it's like games only happen on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday with a preponderance on Sunday. So you can set your roster and you yep. can forget it. You can't do that in hockey, fantasy hockey. Like you have to be in there every day, figuring out you know who's going to play where and. And, and who's playing. Yeah, it's football just is just built for that fantasy yeah. type game. Yeah, it'd be cool to just be able to have something that like, oh, you know, Sidney Crosby's playing against this team that always shuts them down really good. You know, it's got a, it's, a, it's on a Tuesday <laughs> after after, after uh, six months after know, his birthday. It, it's uh, he's not going to have a good it, game. It rained two days ago in Philadelphia. So <laughs> you but, know. but they're playing in Pittsburgh. But like, it doesn't matter. It was raining in Philadelphia. All right. So thanks for listening. Check out our data videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash no queries and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss out on future discussions about life with data. 